Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Grandstand Podcast. You're with me, Kavinka and Abhishek for this episode. Abhishek, happy Valentine's Day as well. Thank you, Kavinka. Happy Valentine's Day to you too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was all love and heartbreak, I should say, for our Sri Lankan fans. Because we are going to be talking about the three T20 International, uh, which happened down under. It's still ongoing. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that. The IPL auction which I guess gave us Sri Lankan fans, Sri Lankan cricket fans rather, some hope about yeah. the near future. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl and we'll be heading into some football action as well with Chelsea winning the Club World Cup and Sadio Mane's Senegal winning the AFCON title for the first time. Welcome aboard, glad you could join us. Let's head in right into the episode for this week. So like we mentioned, it was heartbreak for us Sri Lankan cricket fans. With those T20 internationals, the two of them played down under. Sri Lanka is currently playing in Australia and it has not been going well. But some encouraging signs as well. Abhishek, walk us through why we should feel hopeful about the next three T20s versus the Aussies. 100% encouraging, definitely disappointing that we have lost those two T20 games, especially the second one. I mean, the mm-hmm. second one, I think we should be more happy that we managed to bring it to a super over. And the super over, you know, it 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 it, it depends. It could go your way, it couldn't go. We can't really complain. But really encouraging yep. signs, especially when it comes to the bowling in the first two T20s. I mean, to restrict yep. the world champions in their home turf for a 149. Yeah, definitely. In that first T20, on a pitch which the commentators said would be uh, on which they said a passco would be 160, 160 to 165. To restrict them with their firepower to 149 was brilliant. And um, bowlers like Charming Karunaratna, obviously, Vanidu Hasaranga, who is the number one bowler in the world, even though he went for a few runs, mm. he, still, he still picked up the important wickets. My Stikshana and Bidura Fernando. And obviously, I had to mention Dushmanta Chamira as well, who has been the most consistent fast bowler for Sri Lanka in the past year. But Binura Fernando uh, has to be mentioned, especially using his height uh, on in, a, in conditions that would favour him. So it's a shame that we have lost him. Unfortunately, he testing positive for COVID. We hope he gets better soon and that you know he can uh, make a return to the team. He won't uh, feature for the rest of the T20 series, but hopefully right. in the coming um, tours. But like I said, we. We showed brilliant perform uh, showed brilliant performances with the bowling in both T20s. The batting has been um, the department where we've had to you know scrutinize or uh, analyze a bit. Specifically in the first T20, where once again we've seen a problem that we've seen far too many times, where we play too many dot balls. We just get bogged down. We don't yeah. rotate the strike. We don't keep the scoreboard ticking. And this problem has been reoccurring for Sri Lanka for quite a few time. It we have seen a change. We've seen them being proactive uh, um, between the wickets in recent times. But in the first T20, we saw that uh, coming back again. So mm. it's something that needs to be, I mean, the, obviously they will know what needs to be done. Because uh, for Sri Lankan batsmen, they don't have like, we don't have the power heaters like the West Indies who can just, you know, a top edge would go for six for them because they are so big. We have some good yeah. hitters in like Banu Rajabaksa, unfortunately, again, not in yeah. the squad. 
Chari Tasalanka is pretty good. Chami Karnanathan can clear the boundary. Dasun Shanaka as captain. I mean, he's a brilliant uh, boundary hit as well. But we rely more yeah. on timing. So in a scenario like that, it's always important that you keep the scoreboard ticking as well. You know, just keep adding pressure to the fielders, to the boulders, make them ch- ch- change their fields. You know, just add that bit of doubt in their game plans. So that's something that obviously they will work on for sure. And we saw that in the second T20. We saw the brilliant fight back from the batsman after being 81 for four. And a special mention, like you said, has to go to Patum Nisankar. The way he's been batting recently, post T20. Who does it remind you of? Sorry, but uh, who does it remind you of? I, uh, I, I don't want to put too much. Because I, I have my answer in my head. I have my answer in my head. Probably uh, Mahela, I would say. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, I mean, the next my I mean, he could be uh, a batsman like Mahela Javadhan. Who did you think? Mahela Javadhan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I mean, he, he he started finding some good form during the T20 World Cup. He scored some good runs and he's continued that run. He, start, he had a brilliant start to his career with that 100 on debut against the West Indies. Uh, he had a bit of an underwhelming start to his ODI career, but he's found form there as well. And in T20s, I mean, he's continuing. And I just wish him the very best. I hope he can continue to score big runs. It's important that um, the other batsmen also step up. Step up. Vasari Tasananka has not started it well, but we know how good of a player he is. And yeah. uh, we yeah. have we had the batsmen. We just need to... Uh, uh, need to work on that, you know, scoring in between when the boundaries don't come, scoring those ones and twos. But yeah, promising signs yeah. for sure. Uh, even though we have lost, we have what it takes to win against the Australians. Like we've caught, we've, I mean, even the yeah. Australians are a bit surprised. I mean, not surprised. They they have been taken off guard with the way we've come out and, you know, bowl to them. Mm. Again, Manido Hasaranga, brilliant with the ball. The bowlers yeah. um, putting in their shifts again. So, yeah, I mean, disappointed but that we've lost. But, you know, that's just the Obviously, when you lose a game, when you support a team and they lose, you'll be disappointed. Mm. But you can, yeah. we can be very optimistic and very, uh, we can wait in excitement to see what this team does. But we really have to get out of that mentality, oh, we lost, but there is still improvement. We, we yeah. have to get out of it because we've never been a nation like that previously. I think after 96, you know, we've never been like that. We've had the Sanghas, the Sanats, the Muralis. We've come through. But yeah. now it, it just has to rejuin it. Obviously, we've had a dark period from like 2015 until maybe 2020. Speaking about rejuvenation, we know that Manindu Hasaranga was unlucky with that super which he had to bowl, unfortunately. Yeah. But I don't think he was unlucky in terms of forex, no right? <laughs> Foreign <laughs> exchange uh, coming into the country. He, mm. along with four other Sri Lankans, was sold for staggeringly high amounts at the IPL auction this year. Actually, it concluded yesterday, which is Sunday. So, yeah. Manindu Hasaranga went for 10.75 crore to the RCB, the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Yeah. Two crore was the amount that the Lucknow Supergiants paid for Ju- Dushmant Shamira. Yeah. 70 lakhs was the amount paid by CSK for Mahish Tikshana and Charmika Ka- Karunaratna went for uh, 50 lakhs to Kolkata Knight Riders. And for the same amount, Banuka Rajapaksha went to the Punjab Kings. That's amazing when you go to see and 
you might think that okay it's kind of solves the forex issue a bit <laughs> right in sri lanka no it doesn't ladies and gentlemen only, it does only, not if only, yes. only no it does not and we had this very well explained by our good friend akila who manages the sidelines.lk so that's at yeah. the sidelines.lk on instagram and he mm-hmm. mentioned to us that only 20 to 25% of that particular so, so say vanindu uh, hasaranga's 10.75 crore right uh, yeah the this the slc is the one who gets 20 to 25% of his value Uh, yeah. from the bcci so the bcci pays uh, to uh, the slc that particular value 20, 20 to 25% and yes yeah that, that's still that's still a staggeringly high amount when you go to see and it does offer like i said it does offer some kind of hope for all sri lankan cricket fans but abhishek amidst the staggeringly high values yes what do you think of these players coming through it's amazing Uh, especially yeah, a 21-year-old Mahesh Dikshana. It's amazing for a number of reasons. So I'll try to tell all of those quickly as possible. So the first thing, Vanindu Hasaranga, what a star. He's just like, he's just taking it to the next level. And what's significant about his purchase in this IPL is the fact that he is now the highest paid Sri Lankan in the IPL auction. Uh, mm-hmm. Comfortably clearing Angelo Matthews, he was at 7.75 crores, if I'm not mistaken. So now he's like uh, three crores in front. So he now becomes the most expensive um, buy, a Sri Lankan buy in the auction. And for RCB to go back and get him, because he did play for RCB last season. So for Definitely. him to go yeah, back yeah, yeah. and get him shows the confidence that the franchise has in him as a player and how much mm-hmm. they want him. Uh, and yeah. the next thing, which is important, is the fact that Mahish Tikshanai, a Sri Lankan, is playing for the Chennai Super Kings. Now, mm, this a very rare an, occasion. This was a massive uh, issue back in the, I mean, back in the day. I mean, for quite back some time. Back in 2013, time. actually. I, yeah. I, I spoke about this with a fellow cricket fan at work and he mentioned that in, back in 2013, there were issues with Chennai, yeah, that area in Sri Lanka. It's a very political uh, um, thing. But yeah, now, it's a very political thing, unfortunately, due to the political um, tensions between... Um, you know uh, tamil nadu that that area and uh, you know what happened i mean, lot of political issues i mean we can't be getting into that sri lankans yeah. weren't purchased by chennai and at one point sri lankans weren't allowed to play in chennai for the ipl so i remember when mahila mm. was mahila javadhan was captain of uh, delhi daredevils back in 2012 he couldn't travel to chennai with the team to play their game so in a situation where it was said that, because before that, we did have Sri Lankan players who played for Chennai. We had Muttai Murlidharan, we had Dilara Fernando. Yeah. Um, so, players did play, but unfortunately, yeah. after that, we saw this franchise, you know, forgetting about the, I mean, not forget, uh, opting not to buy the Sri Lankan players. Mm. So, my station mm. now being uh, bought by this team is great news in that regard. Uh, having a Sri Lankan back in the team for the Chennai Super Kings as well. And just to yeah. have five Sri Lankan players in the IPL, where in recent times, as Karinka said, from 2015 to 2020, we've not had the best of times. And, mm. you know, it shows by the amount of rep- representation Sri Lanka has had in the IPL. Because before that yeah. time, we had like so many players playing in all the franchises. We had Kumar Sangakkar, Mara Javadana, Muttar Murlidharan, Angela yeah. Matthews, 
um Dilar Fernando as i said no angulo sekara the list goes on and on yeah. ajanta mendy oh, no. didn't play yeah. so because sri lankans were very sort of call call cut i tried is exactly so they were very sort after because of the way we play cricket and then that sort of faded away and we just had like one or two players playing in the auction this is a player i should mention yeah. is another player obvi i know i may totally yes. forgot lasit malinga who is easily oh. the best bowler the ipl has ever seen so from yeah. having all those stars in the ipl to not having any not having much sri lankan stars it was kind of sad especially for us as sri lankan fans mm-hmm. but now we can yeah. be very happy to see that we have five sri lankans in the ipl and hopefully this grows mm. we have more talent so again yeah, yeah. missing signs and, and you know, brings some more you know dollars into the country because exactly uh, exactly in a foreign in a sorry but in a financial perspective as well if you look at this Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Fine. Sri Lanka is in need of dollars, and that's a very, very much a side topic. But yeah. financially, it brings money. Like, like we just mentioned, like the sidelines article mentioned, twenty to twenty-five percent is paid by the BCCI to the Sri Lankan Cricket Board, and yeah. that, that in itself is investment and some sort of an incentive for the SLC. to develop younger players and send them maybe yeah to to ipl because i think franchise wise if you take the franchise league no one really wants to go to england and play right with all due respect no one wants to go to england and play big bash might be the second position there but ipl ipl is where you want to go and that could be an incentive for the ssc like i said to to develop and harness more young players to send them over there and you know get some extra cash to to be fair i think uh, whatever the money the bcci is going to uh, pay ssc i think it will just they will just say they will just tell us to cut that they will cut it off their debt anyway because sri lanka <laughs> ssc owes <laughs> so much money to the bcci so i'm guessing yeah. uh, it might just get cut off no no it's just a joke but that too yeah, that too <laughs> also you can you can uh, develop your own league as in we can develop our own league you know why send players over there but that will take some time to develop no for sure right. i mean yeah mm-hmm. 100 i mean the ipl is the gold standard now i mean it's a standard bearer yeah. but obviously uh, yeah. uh players do look to go to other leagues as well because just the exposure itself is massive um so yeah definitely i think that the standard the the tournament everyone wants to play in is the ipl mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. it takes time and you know the competition is so high there they i mean what they yes. the yes, ipl yes competition is, oh ipl is brilliant like people can people can say whatever they want but the ipl mm-hmm. is the way the, the, the ipl juggernaut is just massive mm-hmm. you know it's just a huge yeah. financial machine that's all i can say and it's it's well done you know what they're doing yeah. Mm. yeah well done and we can see it uh, if you want more info on how the money is being spent we recommend you go to at the sidelines.lk on instagram handled by our good friend and former guest on the show actually Akila Seniviratna he has put an article on it do check it out it properly explains how the, the dollars are being spent how the money goes to where it has to go all right so that's enough cricket for the time being now let's head into the super bowl the rams beat the bengals 23 to 21 we don't have him on the show but shavin does know a lot about super bowl we're not going to lie i think he knows more than both of us combined and he's yeah, going to be speaking so this light bit about where yeah. where the touchdown works and you know just that that's <laughs> it but yeah we would love to get it when if but 
here's Shavin with the lowdown on the Rams winning the Super Bowl and also a bit about Tom Brady who retires. Take a listen. Super Bowl 56 took place on Sunday between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And it was the star-studded, the superstar Los Angeles Rams that finally came in clutch and won that all-elusive Super Bowl ring. I mean, that's what this team was put together for, right? They have Odell Beckham Jr., Matt Stafford, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup. I mean, such a star-studded team that was put together specifically to win a Super Bowl. They, I mean, they mortgaged all the draft picks for this, and they finally got that win that the team wanted. The game wasn't all easy for the Rams. It started off with a lead, Stafford connecting with Beckham. But Joe, Burrow's, Joe Burrow, as he has done all season, came back. He connected with T. Higgins for two touchdowns. He pretty much cooked Jalen Ramsey at the corner. And he scored two really good touchdowns. And he, and he put his team in the lead. After that, it was pretty much a battle of the defenses. Both defenses were holding pretty strong. And neither offense could really capitalize on it. But it was, I would say, a drive that is going to go down in NFL low by Matt Stafford and his boys. Six minutes left on the clock in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. Stafford taking a 79-yard drive right to the end zone and connecting with none other than the offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup, to put the team in the lead and pretty much win the Super Bowl. But that wasn't the end of it. There was a fourth down play and it was once again probably... I would say the easy, easily the best defensive player of this generation in the NFL, Aaron Donald, who, who came in clutch and who sacked Joe Burrow on the fourth down to win the Super Bowl for the Rams. So, I mean, congrats to the Los Angeles Rams, a brilliant performance by them, and congratulations to Cooper Cup, the Super Bowl MVP. This team finally did what it was supposed to do. About two weeks ago, the National Football League said goodbye to undoubtedly the greatest player in its history, Tom Brady. Now, whether you're an NFL fan or not, it's very likely that you've heard the name Tom Brady, especially if you're a sports fan. But if you haven't heard his name, let me just list out a few of his career accolades. So Tom Brady holds the NFL record for most passing yards, most touchdowns, most Super Bowl MVPs, most wins, and the highest win percentage by a player. And this is not even halfway down the list of his achievements. But even more impressive, he holds the record for most Super Bowl wins in history, which is seven, and which is more than any team or any franchise in the history of the NFL. So from the Grandstand podcast to the GOAT of NFL, a little appreciation to Tom Brady. Now, me personally, I believe that Brady is not just the goat of the NFL, but I think when you consider the greatest athletes of all time, along with people like Muhammad Ali, Usain Bolt, Michael Jordan, Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr. has to be mentioned. I mean, thanks a lot for that. Really, congratulations to the Rams for beating the Bengals and winning Super Bowl number 56. And also, yeah. happy retirement to Tom Brady as well. What a true legend of the sport. Absolutely. So just before we finish the episode with some football action, Abhishek is going to walk us through some rugby as well. You know, we have 
we have had rugby on the show before, but this time Abhishek has yeah. a bit about his favorite nation, Ireland. Yeah, a bit of sad news, but um, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, in the Six Nations, Ireland suffered their first defeat. But it's okay yeah. because they lost to arguably the best team in Europe right now. Something which Shavin and I spoke about last time. So the French mm-hmm. um, beating uh, Ireland 30 to 24 in the second round. So the French are the only unbeaten team right now in the Six Nations. Obviously, just two uh, games played for each team. Um, in yeah. addition, we also have to mention the fact that England beat Italy 33 to nil, which is mm-hmm. important for them because they had that. I mean, bit of you can't say it's a surprise, but they had that loss against Scotland last time around. But it yeah. was Scotland's third win in five games against England, so they are on an upward rise. But unfortunately for them, yeah. they suffered their loss. Scotland to Wales, so it's kind of um, heading up quite nicely the uh, Six Nations. But obviously. Yeah. The French are looking dominant, and like I told you, French are looking dominant, and I should say, Abhishek, that it's yeah. good to see a, a nation other than maybe England and Scotland or even Wales, for that matter, dominating that region because you you do not want to see England popping up every time, you know, England yeah, I mean, being the favourites and England French has, are I, really in good. The last two years, the French have really turned it around as a team, and Definitely. I, I told this to Shavin also. They, I mean, yeah. obviously for them playing on home turf will be uh, advantages, mm-hmm. but I think they'll yeah. be genuine contenders for the World Cup in 23 um, because yeah. they are a proper team. I think they could take the challenge to the uh, Southern Hemisphere teams in the All Blacks, the Springboks, and the Wallabies. So the French, obviously, this is a stepping stone. They need to, you know, yep. keep on carrying this good momentum and working on becoming that team. But I certainly think that they will definitely properly challenge. Uh, um, in the World Cup next, season, uh, next year. So that's it on amazing. the last Yeah, Amazing, amazing stuff for the French right now. And we're going to be moving into a team that wears uh, blue, which yes. is Chelsea. Chelsea Football Club are the club World Cup champions. They beat Brazil's Palmeiras by two goals to one, courtesy of a big Romelu Lukaku header and a Kai Havertz penalty. In the dying minutes of that particular second, game, uh, second second time lucky for the for the Blues. <laughs> I mean, they failed the, lucky, yeah. the, the failed the first time, but it's okay. No one no one needs to talk about that. No, no one needs to talk about the time they they lost to the Pharaohs in 2013. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> but yes, uh, I, I guess that uh, Roman Abramovich does have his club World Cup title. Yeah, congratulations to Chelsea Football Club for winning the Club World Cup. Amazing achievement. And let's see whether they yeah. can do it again next year. No, no. Let's and finally, go. we finish. <laughs> it's not, it's not it's like it's not like Arsenal is going to. Yeah, not like we can win it, but it's okay. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Europa League, here we go. Oh, no. And yes, uh, by the way, the Champions League is happening to this week, actually. Uh, we have yeah. some big matches PSG versus yeah. Real Madrid. And we have, you know, Inter Milan I'm, versus Liverpool. Honestly, that is I'm also a big game. Interesting to see how the Real Madrid PSG match plays out, especially with Sergio Ramos. Oh my <laughs> gosh! So and, and, and Messi on the other side as well. You exactly. know, they have real mixed exactly. feelings. Imagine Casemiro like <laughs> tries to tackle Messi. I mean, that meme, right? That meme where Casemiro tackles Messi, and when he sees Ramos yeah. coming towards him, <laughs> I, I honestly can't really see how. Comedy center. Yes. It's going to be a good match, though, PSG versus Real Madrid. Let's see what happens. But 
we're going to end this episode, but we cannot end it without giving a mention to Senegal, who won the African Cup of Nations for the first time in their history. They beat Egypt, who are themselves seven-time seven-time winners of the Afcon title, and yeah. they did it I in mean- I think a very fashionable manner. They they finished uh, they finished with penalties. And so, yes, they won it on penalties. 4-2, Sadio Mane scoring the winning goal. Amazing achievement, should say, to the Senegalese for that win. Uh, Sadio Mane did redeem himself after missing the first penalty, uh, courtesy of a good Gabasaki save. So, it was a Sadio Mane versus Egypt. (laughs) You know, it was very mixed feelings being a Liverpool fan. Sharin and I actually had a question for you. Who who you were going to support as a Liverpool fan? Uh, I was I was going to yeah. support I was going to support uh, Egypt, but then I, you know, midway through the match, I was thinking, okay, these these guys haven't won it at all, but Egypt have won it seven times. You know, yeah. my, might as well just give the benefit of the doubt to uh, <laughs> Senegal yeah, at that point, you know, because yeah, they're a stacked you, team. They're a real yeah. stacked team. They have they have really good players, Koulibaly. Uh, Kuyate, uh, yeah. you know, there's Mane, they're stacked that way. Mendy, no, I mean, goodness. Uh, I think special mention had to be made about uh, Edward Mendy. I mean, he's won yes, the Champions definitely. League, he's won the AFCON, he just won the Club World Cup. I mean, mm. <laughs> trophies are fun right now. Brilliant what stuff. a story, actually. I, I think uh, the, the entirety yeah. of Senegal football team, national football team, really deserves uh, plaudits. That matter. 100%. Especially, I mean, Edward Mendy, when you look at his story as well, I mean, obviously, there must be other stories just like mm. his, but brilliant, just brilliant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Every, just, just a reminder that everyone has come through some sort of you know, Messi, maybe Messi childhood, Messi yeah. upbringing. And, yeah. you know, the Senegalese team also, they're not much different. I read about Sadio Mane's story of how he came into. Uh, you know, he broke through. Uh, yeah. Man, it's such a, I, I don't know, heartwarming story. But at the same time, you f- have to feel really sorry for a lot of those kids growing up. So yeah. props to the Senegalese national team for giving some sort of hope to the younger generation 100%. and showing them that this could be done. Such a thing could be done. Yeah, Wonderful, wonderful stuff. And with that, we end this week's episode. So glad you could join us. We are, you know, we're running short on personnel at this point because <laughs> Shavin has his exams. And yeah, I'm going to be having my exams in a while as well. Abhishek just finished his exams. So Abhishek, you can do the episode on your own. I'll be doing it alone, yes. If anyone wants to join, join us, please drop us a DM. We'll try to fit you all in. I mean, we can always have <laughs> No, but you can appear on our show as a guest. Yes, you know, if you got 100%. this far listening listening to the episode, you know, yes. go ahead and get uh, get emailing or just you know drop us a DM. Hey, hey, I'm interested. We'll hook you up <laughs> for sure. 100%. All right, then have a wonderful, wonderful Valentine's week and a week ahead. Here's to more sporting action, which could leave you with heartthrob or heartbreak. Signing off is Kavinka, myself, and Abhishek. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.